Hello and welcome back to Covenant Conversations. To be honest, I should really be welcoming myself back. Um, It's been long. I've taken a little bit of a hiatus, an unexpected one, but one that has given me a lot of clarity. You are joined with Ashton Esther. I am bringing you a brand new episode today. Um, I am taking you back into season two because I have not finished Uh, There are so many guests, so many things that I've recorded that are just sitting on my laptop ready to be edited and ready to be uploaded. And so that will happen. Before that, though, let's get back into me setting the scene. I am in my flat. Um, I live alone. So I am alone in my flat at the moment drinking chai tea latte from my mug that my friend Shari gave me. And I am looking around. I've got a lot of flowers at the moment. Some that have Loki died. And others that have been rejuvenated because it was my birthday recently. And I'm feeling very, very grateful today. I am growing sunflowers at the moment. And so my sunflower plant is like in a world of its own. It's like a jungle. And I'm not sure where to put it in this flat, but uh, we move. Looking forward to coming back on Covenant Conversations, bringing you back Ashton Esther, as you guys know it. Yeah, so excited to tell you guys what I've been doing and what I've been up to as we go along this season. Um, It's been a real roller coaster, And so I can only thank God for getting me to this point in time. Today we are talking about destination addiction. If only I was fill it in. Now for many many people in my life they will know that I am future orientated. Like as in I think future all the time. Today I'll be thinking about what I'm going to eat tomorrow. Today I'll be thinking about where I want to fly in five years time. I am always like looking up flights. I'm always like thinking ahead, right? And it's not a bad thing to think about the vision for your life and where you're going. I don't think, I don't think that God is looking at us like, <laughs> how dare you? Um, because God does give us destinations. A lot of the time in scripture, you see um, so many men of God come to God and just be like, God, where am I going? And he's like, Elijah, you're going to this place because I need you to meet Elisha. And Moses, you're going to do this thing. And even Jesus himself told us where he was going. He said, I'm going to go and sit at the right hand of my father. And so destination is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to ask God for. And it's not a bad thing to want. I think that one of my um, favorite scriptures Um, without vision the people um, cast off restraint is so important in other translations it says without a vision the people perish Um, and so I do believe that we should have a vision we should have an overall picture of where we're going not that everything needs to be you know (laughs) said to a T God doesn't need to tell me I'm going to do this thing on this date and this is going to happen but an overall picture and a confirmation is always good However, social media, our own minds, our own mindset has meant that we are addicted to destinations. We're addicted to going to the next holiday whilst we're already on holiday. We're addicted to wanting to be in the next job whilst we're already in the new one. It can feel like sometimes life happens when I get to another stage, but it actually never does. You just feel like you're hopping between things. And recently this happened to me because 
I've been thinking about, you know, what, what life is saying, where I'm going, what kind of house I'd want to live in. Um, being very single before, I was in the mindset of when I get that flat and I'm in a one bed and I'm able to have all my friends over, that's when I'll feel like, yeah, I've made it. Like I was just so excited to just have my own space, my own thoughts, my own desk. I used to record Covenant Conversations. The first time I started recording it was on the bed in my cousin's room. The second time I started recording it was in a room that I rented in a flat with a couple. And now I literally have my own flat that I'm renting and I have my own space to record as freely as I want. There's no disturbance or me having to be like, can you just be quiet for a little bit? Yeah, I think sometimes you forget what you prayed for, right? Because I started to think about, oh, okay, like I can't wait to get married. I can't wait to have the house. I can't wait to do these things. Because I started to think like that, I started to look at where I'm living right now as a burden. And it started to make me very, very ungrateful for what I have right now. One of the things that God really asked me and checked me on is like, you begged me for this place. I I mean, God was going to give it to me because it's all in his plan. It's all in his will. But I begged him to be where I am right now. You know, I asked him for a nice neighborhood. I asked him for all these nice things. And now that I've got it, I'm in a rush to sell it all and go to the next thing because the next thing is like the next excitement. I realized that I was so quick to give up something that I would have given up many things for. And um, I had to really repent for that and had to really like just analyze my life and realize that at times I have been very much addicted to the next thing and not appreciating the moment that I'm in right now and appreciating that right now, this isn't gonna last forever. And so we have to look after it, we have to steward it well and we have to always remember that, you know, you only get one life, you only get one moment in these things and sometimes you looking to the next thing will really hide the blessing of what you have right at this moment. So (laughs) I was like, God, (laughs) give me something to say on this podcast because it's so funny because now I've turned 23, I feel like one of the biggest destinations that we have is age. Like we're addicted to getting to another age. Like now we're thinking about like, the next big age. So like for my friends, the next big age is 25. So like, what can I do by 25? For other people in my life, the next big age is 30. And it's like, what have I done by 30? Have I got on Forbes 30 under 30? Have I like got the house? Have I retired my mum yet? Have I done all of these different things? And so I guess for our generation, one of the biggest things that we're always worried about is the next age. And, um, there was a question I saw online and it was something like, what did you believe as a child that you wish someone told you was a lie? And I think one of the one of the answers that this girl gave was like, life would be so much better as an adult. Oh my gosh. Do I wish that I just enjoyed being a child? I wish I enjoyed having no cares in the world. I wish I enjoyed not having to pay rent. I wish I enjoyed um, just being able to like 
look a hot damn mess and still walk out like you're the hottest thing. Like, honestly, I look back at my pictures and I'm like, oh my God, I looked atrocious. But everyone told me I was beautiful. Like, I didn't care. I had no cares in the world about what you thought because I thought I looked like a million dollars. I had lip gloss that never matched my skin tone. I wore clothes that I just liked, so I wore them anyway. I remember wearing um, creepers. Oh my gosh, let's talk about creepers. Oh my gosh. I remember wearing creepers and everyone was like, "Mm, not sure about them. Then everyone else started wearing them and I thought I was like the hot stuff for having creepers before it's time. But basically, what I'm saying is, when I was younger, I dreamed of the day I'd turn 18. And then I dreamed of the day I'd turn 21. And all those days have happened now. <laughs> and though I am very, very grateful to get there, um, I've realized that most of the things that people have attached to age are just things that you attach to people who are trying to get stuff done. <laughs> like when you think about like, oh, I want this by 30. It's like, why can't you do it by 21? Like who told you that? <laughs> But also, why can't you do it at 40? Like, who added all these ages to the things that you wanted to do? Um, And most of the time, we have to take accountability and say, I actually did. I told myself by this age, if I don't have this thing, I'm going to be upset. There's so many things that I spoke over my life that I'm like, God, I rebuke it. I'm so sorry. You sit here now and you just think, actually, I'm okay if that happens at 24. I'm okay with the in-between age. You know, there's a lot of the time where I sit here and I just think, so what do you do at 23? Like, what do you do in the in-between years? Because I'm so excited to get to 25. Because by then I told myself I'd be married. By then I told myself I'd have the children. In my head, I'm like, what do I do in the in-between ages? Like, what happens at 23? What's the goal then? What's the goal at 22? No one talks about the in-between ages because we're so excited to get to the big ones where everyone celebrates you. But it's in the quiet ages that you're built. It's in the quiet ages when people actually um, figure themselves out. Your character is developed. It's in the waiting age. The age of waiting is the, the place where you actually grow the most. And so one of the things that I've been reflecting on is the addiction to the next stage in your career. Now, for a lot of us, we're quite young. And I was speaking to one of my friends recently and she was just saying like, oh, all these jobs that want this amount of salary, like they um, require this amount of experience and I don't want to take a job for that salary because I've got other things to do and da 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 Basically, a lot of the time, there's these jobs that are like entry roles that for people our age, like they are good experience to have and it will catapult us in our career. But a lot of the time, they pay a lot less a lot of the time you kind of feel like, oh, but the people around me are a bit ahead of me because they've had time to be promoted or time to level up. And I think one of the things to remember is that one, you are so different from everyone else around you and God has given you a specific call and a different way of doing things. And two, Luke 12 um, verse 48, to whom much is given, much is required. A lot of us, if we get to the destination before we're prepared or we've even grown or we have the experience for that destination, we will crumble. I have done the job that has stretched me beyond what I even thought I was qualified for. And I have now realized that when you get a job that is so much more 
than what you're doing at the moment it stretches you it expands you and it's good but also you have to remember that the destinations in between are so important it's so important to be prepared for what you're actually wanting and especially in a career like so many of us are like yeah i'm more than capable of doing that job but it's like actually the person who did that job did the job before it a lot of us are trying to jump stages In our 20s, one of the things that I really admire about our generation is that we just don't settle. We don't settle for anything. We don't settle just for one thing or we don't settle for the job that pays that much. We're always negotiating and wanting better. But sometimes we miss out on what a certain role or a certain thing can teach you because you're just thinking oh, but wouldn't it be good to tell everyone I'm a CEO already? Wouldn't it be good to tell everyone I'm a manager? Wouldn't it be good to say that, you know, my first job, yeah, and I'm on like 30K, I'm on 40K, I'm on 50K. Like, it's kind of like we want to get to a destination to tell others, hey, by the way, I'm at this point in my career. By the way, um, on LinkedIn, you want to tell everyone in a post that you got to this thing by this age and you have to add in the age because it makes it valid it makes it worthwhile just know that whatever destination you're at at the moment like it's for a reason god can promote god can catapult you very very quickly but one thing you don't want to do is skip a lesson because i've been to tests where i didn't go to all of the classes And I failed the test because there were some parts of the test that I couldn't even answer if I tried. And no one wants to do that. No one wants to have that on their back. Um, And this doesn't just go for like a traditional corporate career. It goes for acting roles. It goes for those who want to start their own businesses. There's some things that you're going to have to learn by stewarding another man's business before you steward your own. A lot of people tell me like, oh, Ash, like, you don't have to work at your job. Like you can quit and just do your own thing. And I'm like, nah, there's some things that my nine to five are teaching me that my freelance career would teach me the hard way. There's some things that I can fail at because I'm in the comfort and in the clutches of someone else who can catch me. And there are some things that I would fall very, very hard and hit the ground if I did alone. That's not to say that I don't trust that God can help and God can provide for the freelance career. But it's to say that you have to understand and discern the place that you're supposed to be in now. When Elijah went to the cave, God asked him a question. He said, why are are you here, Elijah? And now, obviously, I'm thinking, God, (laughs) you're God. (laughs) So all knowing, all present, (laughs) all wise, you God, you should know that. (laughs) But the fact is that a lot of us have to ask ourselves that question. Every single day of our lives, why am I here? Why am I doing this thing? Why am I here and not there? Now, destination addiction will tell you that you'll be happy once you get there. But being at peace and being content means that wherever you are, you know, I am here for a specific reason. And because I'm here for a specific reason, I am content. A lot of us don't fully understand that point in our lives where we actually realise, cool, like, I'm not getting promoted. When God tells me I should leave this place, I'm going to leave. 
But until then, I'm going to faithfully serve. Until then, I am going to understand that though that destination looks good at the moment, this one looked good for me five years ago. And I have to remember who I was five years ago who prayed for this so that I can be content in this now, so that I can continue to be grateful in this now. And one of the biggest things that a lot of people, especially Christian women, a lot of men, <laughs> I'm going to touch on a, a episode called Destination Phobia because a lot of you man, that's what you guys have. But for a lot of women, specifically in the church, they have a destination addiction to marriage. Sometimes you can rush what should be a very well thought out moment. Some destinations are forever. Marriage is one of those. Marriage is a forever thing. I don't care what the world has told everyone about marriage. I don't care what divorce rates are saying right now. Marriage is a forever thing. Once I'm married to you, it's a forever thing. It's a forever thing. I think what Paul was trying to say in 1 Corinthians 7 is so important. Like you can have undistracted devotion to the Lord when you are single. But I'm not trying to tell you that when God sends you someone and he wants you to be with them, that you should just continue to be single because it's better. I'm trying to tell you that don't rush the moments. Don't rush what you can learn in the moment and don't rush how it can help you for the next season. From what I have seen and from what I have witnessed and from what I've heard, as I'm navigating this kind of in between, between not being single, but not being married, I am learning that you can either be one or two people or one or three people. You can either be someone who wishes that they were single again, because maybe you had the freedom to do whatever you wanted without having accountability. You can either be someone who wishes that they were married because I'm not going to lie to you, boundaries sometimes feels like the ghetto and holiness sometimes feels so hard and inconvenient and you just wish that you didn't have to go out. Can you, can you, can you guys understand what, which one I am? Um, (laughs) Or you are someone who's like, you know what, where I am is so good. I don't even want to get to the next stage. Let's just stay here. Let's just date forever, right? Now, all three of those types of people, y'all don't want to be. (laughs) Let me tell you, in a relationship, you don't want to be any of them. (laughs) What you want to be is content with every single moment of where God is telling you that you should be. Now, I realize now that I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like when I could just like date him and I didn't have to worry about like, oh, okay, now like we're getting serious. I need to like introduce you to people. Now I need to do this thing. Now I need to, when I could just chill and it was just us and we spoke for five hours and we didn't have to worry about anything else. Like honestly, those are the moments that I look back now and I'm like, oh my God, Ashton, you should have been grateful for it. Instead though, you were looking at wedding dresses. Now, I'm not saying... I don't want to put it on and make him want to marry me. (laughs) What I am saying (laughs) is that we miss out on the beauty of moments when we think that happiness is somewhere else. There are going to be times in your life where it feels like everyone else is getting what you've always wanted. Be that marriage, 
be that children, be that job, be that house, be that holiday, whatever it is, be that um, bag, whatever it is, right? When you realise and you recognise the importance of a season, when you read Ecclesiastes and it says that there is a time for everything under the sun, you realise that actually God, I'm cool here. I don't know what over there is going to look like for me. I don't know what I'm going to have to face when I'm there. So right now, thank you God for right now. Thank you God for this. Thank you Lord that all I have to worry about is what movie we're watching for Netflix and not how we're going to put our children through school. Thank you God that right now I'm just single. And all I have to focus on is the businesses I have. I'm, I'm speaking for someone. I'm, I'm not just speaking about myself. I'm just talking about how we can express gratitude. Because what I want to leave you guys with in this episode is the way we can overcome destination addiction, what I found, is by writing down a gratitude list. I don't know about you guys, but a lot of the time in the morning, I am rushing. I am rushing to try to get to the office, rushing to try to, well, office, my desk, rushing to try and get in the shower, rushing to do all of these different things. But one thing that I've realized is so important is to remember what you are grateful for. What is good right now? God, how can I be content right now? And one of the reasons and one of the ways that I can do that is by never forgetting the good, the good thing that God has done for me. There's a scripture um, in Psalms 103 verse 2 and it says, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. Now, I think what gratitude allows you to do is to call back into remembrance all the things that God is doing because sometimes you forget it and it can be simple things but sometimes it's massive things that you've just overlooked because it just felt normal. It, you get comfortable with it and you start wanting to be somewhere else. So I'm going to challenge you guys. Write down a gratitude list in the morning. Each day, I want you to write down five things that you are grateful for. Now, it doesn't have to just be in the morning. It can be in the evening because I'm not going to lie to you guys. Most of the time, I'm more awake at the night time. But five things that you're grateful for. One of the things that destination addiction does is it makes you rush a moment. Slow down, think about what you're asking for and then write what you're grateful for right now. So I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna pray for your hearts. I'm gonna pray for your families. I'm gonna pray over your lives. But most importantly, I'm gonna pray that you would remember God in your youth. Lord, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for their lives. I want to thank you, Lord, that you woke us up this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you gave us breath in our lungs, Lord. And so because of that, Lord, as long as there is breath, Lord, we shall praise you. For you have done good things, Lord, and you continue to do good things. Lord, surely your mercy and your goodness shall follow us all the days in our life, Lord. And that we shall dwell in the house of the Lord. Father God, I just want to thank you. Thank you for making a way where there seems to be no way. Thank you, Lord, for the destination we are right 
right now, Lord, where we are right now, because Lord, we know that you're using all things and you're causing all things to work together for the good of those who love you. And so Lord, I just want to thank you for that. Thank you for peace right now, Lord, that is going to cover them, Lord, as they just submit everything to you, as they surrender their lives to you, Lord, and they say, thank you again. Thank you, Lord, for where I am. Thank you, Lord, that you made a way. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, that we would just constantly remember to thank you. Remember to be grateful for right now, Lord. And Lord, I pray that we would remember the lessons that you are teaching us in these moments, Lord, where it feels as if we're in a silent lesson, where it feels as, in this, as if the teacher is not speaking, Lord. Even there, Lord, even there we can learn something from you, Lord. For you never hide any good thing from us Lord and that those who seek your face Lord lack no good thing and so I thank you for that I thank you Lord that every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord and we just worship you and we adore you in that moment Lord I thank you Lord for every single person under the sound of my voice Father God is going to listen to this Lord I pray Lord that what remains in their hearts Lord is faith hope and love I thank you, Lord. I give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting Covenant Conversations. If you need to find us, um, we are on Instagram at covenant.conversations. If you need to find me specifically, um, at Ash underscore underscore s underscore underscore and yeah i can't wait for more episodes i can't wait to speak to you guys more about what god has been speaking to me about and i'm so glad to be back